talking about a couple named Ben and Sarah and where we left them last week. Ben had just rescued his wife Sarah out of uh, out of really the slavery of, of of a strip club. She was she had been in one uh, or that one actually younger in life, and then she went back after they had been married for several years. And he 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 liquidated all that he had to get her free from that. And so they are leaving the strip club. They're in their car. They 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 turn west. Uh, uh, in order to go home, and the sun is setting on that day. But we said last week that a new day was dawning for them. And in Hollywood, that's where the credits roll, right? And they lived happily ever after, but that's not real life. See, Ben, on the way home, was asking himself, how do I repair a marriage? How do I restore a relationship where the other person... They don't want to be restored. He didn't bring her home because she wanted out. He brought her home because he bought her freedom. And they didn't want her anymore. And she's thinking, how do I show myself? How do I look him in the eye? How do I, how do I look my kids in the eye? How do I be around anybody else after what I've done? And so they got home and... The church that Ben was, it was a youth minister in, he, uh, uh, they let him have a sabbatical, a paid sabbatical, so that he could focus on the relationship with Sarah. Family and friends took their three kids uh, a lot so that they could have time with each other. He, he, he didn't get her out of the house a whole lot because he didn't want anything to allure her back. He served her, he cooked for her, he, he cleaned the house, he tried to uh, 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 cast vision to her through, through, through his words, he gave her gifts, he did everything he knew what to do, but she was closed. They had a lot of silent nights together, silent meals, silent times on the couch, they'd go to bed, turn their back to each other and turn out the lights. Tuesday night was counseling night. But really, counseling wasn't helping Ben. All the stories that she would tell would just rip his heart out. Like he found out that she really wasn't staying home late from work, or staying late at work. She was really going to the club. And he also found out that she'd quit her job months ago to be there. He also found out that the gifts that he was giving her she would go and she would use them in her acts. And then when guys wanted something more, she would use them in that extra. It would just rip his heart out. And this Tuesday night, it was no, no different. They had a silent meal. They had a silent drive to the counselor's office. And, and, and when they got there, he, 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 kind of, he said to himself, is there any hope? Is there any hope for a restored marriage? Because I don't know if I can take this any longer. We're in the third week of tainted love. See, we feel like we have tainted love towards God because of our sin. And the story of Hosea that we're, that we're following along, it's a, uh, Hosea is an Old Testament prophet or an Old Testament preacher who, you know, we have these bumper sticker slogans, these coffee mug slogans. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, God's wonderful plan for Hosea's life was go marry a prostitute. Woohoo! Right? That's exciting. Especially for an Old Testament preacher, right? That's like, that was on his bucket list. 
But this was, a, this was an object lesson. This was a living parable for his people, God's people, to see how, how sin affects them and the relationship that they have with him and how God wants to respond in their sin. See, he wants us to be free from our sin. But first, we have to recognize our sin. And then we have to realize that, that, that God redeemed us. He put all of his chips into the middle of the table. He is all in for our redemption. He bought us out of slavery by the ransom price of his life. And this week, God wants us to experience restoration. Restoration of a relationship that we believe is not restorable. We're going to be in Hosea chapter 2. The beginning of this chapter actually is God's divorce decree to his people. He's like, I'm done. I'm out. But again, that divorce decree was actually a a wake-up call to his people because we're going to take a look at how he wants to restore that marriage. Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. We're going to throw the scriptures up. You can follow along in the the Bible app. If you want to come back to to these scriptures, you you need to save that, that event in the Bible app. You can also get there through our app under resources. Hosea chapter 2, verse 14. Therefore... I am going to persuade her. Lead her into the wilderness. The her there is Israel, his people. And speak to her tenderly there. There I will give her vineyards back to her and make the valley of Accor or the valley of trouble into a gateway of hope. There she will respond as she did in the days of her youth, as in the days she came out of the land of Egypt. This is a picture of of when Israel was in the land of Egypt and he spoke tenderly to her to woo her out of her slavery. He showed her how much he loved her through through the ten plagues, through the Red Sea, through providing for Israel. He showed her how much he loved her, yet she turned her back on her God, her lover, her husband. And prostituted herself out to other idols. She was turned on by other idols. And we are turned on by idols in our life as well. And our sin leads us to the wilderness. Actually, God kind of leads us there. Three specific ways. We've probably experienced at least one of these, if not all three of them. First of all, he'll hedge us in. This is earlier on in in chapter 2. He'll hedge us in. We'll try to pursue our sin, but out of his grace, he'll hedge us in and not let us experience that sin. He won't let us obtain it. Secondly, he'll actually kind of do the opposite. He'll let us actually obtain it. And this is what most of us feel. This is what most of us feel when we do go out and sin. He'll let us obtain it, but we'll realize that it still leaves us dry and thirsty and wanting something more. And the third one, we really don't like this in America because we're a guilt culture, not a shame culture. The Eastern cultures, this this speaks uh, stronger to, but it embarrasses. He said, I'm going to strip you naked. I'm going to embarrass you. Now, this is like the, you know, the pastor that, that th- thinks he has his adultery, his affair all buttoned up, but then, boom, you see it on 6 o'clock news? See, we don't like it for ourselves, but we love this when it happens to somebody else on 6 o'clock news. We're like, ha, I served you right. But we don't want to be embarrassed ourselves. But God does all of this to lead us out into the wilderness. Why? So that we can actually be seduced by God. Like, what? That allure? that speak tenderly to her, 
He wants to woo us out of the wilderness, woo us out of our sin, and, 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 and tell us, I want to allure you out of your sin into a relationship with me. Have you experienced that? Have you come out of your wilderness, out of your thirst, out of your dry and dusty sin to to, to find the living water that God provides? He wants to allure us. He wants to speak tenderly to us in that wilderness. But also, also, He wants something else for us. Verse 16. In that day, this is the Lord's uh, declaration, you will call me my husband and no longer call me my Baal, for I will remove the names of the Baals from her mouth. They will no longer be remembered by their names. Now, this is actually pretty graphic. The idea, the context here is that a a wife is cheating on her husband, but not just no, no normal affair. This is a wife cheating on her husband through prostitution. That's the context. And here, God is really saying, God is playing into the imagery of, of, of two spouses being intimate together, but one of the spouses calling out the name of her, of her adulterous partner in this intimate relationship with their spouse. It doesn't get any lower than that, does it? This is God saying, this is what it's like for you to do this to me. But I'm not going to beat that name out of you. I'm not going to beat the name of the Baal that, 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 that turns you on, the name of the idol that turns you on. I'm not going to beat it out of you. I'm not going to lightning bolt out of you, it out of you. I am going to love it out of you. See, I'm just simply going to remove, I'm going to love you so strongly that I'm going to remove the name of that idol off of your lips. It's grace. It's forgiveness. It's mercy. Have you experienced that? Have you experienced that sin that will not let you go? But then like a flash of light through your soul, something dawned on you and that you realize that God wants to restore the relationship with you and that God loves you so much and that, that, that in that moment, all of a sudden, that idol that turns you on, it's gone. Yes, we still live in, on earth. Yes, there's still temptation around. And yes, there's an effect by that. But, but, but something's totally different. That you are free from that sin and that he has removed the name of that sin from your lips that you are not, you are not affected by it like you once were. Have you felt that? I kind of want you to experience that this morning. God wants you to call out to him. And find the restoration to him. And find his love so that, so that he can remove that from you. But he also wants something else for our relationship. 2.18. On that day, I will make a covenant for them. With the wild animals, the birds of the sky, and the creatures that crawl on the ground, I will shatter bowls, sword, and weapons of war in the land. I will enable the people to rest securely. I will take you to be my wife forever. I will take you to be my wife in righteousness, justice, love, and compassion. I will take you to be my wife in faithfulness, and you will know Yahweh. Look, at the beginning of this chapter, he said, this is the divorce papers right here. But now he says, I am going to make a new covenant with you. And all the creation is going to be the witness to this new covenant. 
What is he doing? Let's get remarried. I'm going to have a new marriage covenant with you. And in this day, betrothal was how you got married. The, 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 the husband or the family of the groom-to-be went to the, the family of the bride-to-be and said, I am going to pay a price for your daughter so that she can marry our son. And whatever value the, the, the son's family saw in the daughter's family, that's what they would pay the daughter, the daughter's family. So higher the value, higher the price. This is the same thing God's doing here. I'm going to remarry you, and I am going to give you the dowry price. Not your family. You don't have a family. You're an orphan. I'm going to give you the dowry price. What's the dowry price? Righteousness, justice, love, compassion, faithfulness. Isn't that everything our soul ever longs for? Isn't that why we chase after our idols? Isn't that why the sin turns us on? Is that we want righteousness, justice, unconditional love, faithfulness, and compassion? But why are we always in the desert when we chase after our sin and our idols? Because they promise all this, but they leave us high and dry. God said, no, 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 no. I'm going to get married to you, and in this marriage price, I am going to give you righteousness or right living before me. One of the most amazing verses in all the Bible is not John 3, 16. It's in 2 Corinthians 5, 21. It says, Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us so that we could become the righteousness of God in him. You know what that means? When you have faith in Jesus, he doesn't see you in your sin. He sees Jesus in his righteousness. He gives that as a bride price to us. He gives justice to us. Now, we, we have a sense of justice about ourselves, no matter if we're a Christian or not. Like with somebody, you know, don't tread on me, you know, tread on my rights. We, we got a sense of justice. This idea is that he gives us justice so that we can then go and, and, and speak on behalf of others that need justice. He gives us unconditional love so that we can give unconditional love to others. He gives us mercy, or, or he gives us compassion, which is mercy with action, so that we can then walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, so that we can see life through somebody else's eyes, especially those we never thought we could see life through their eyes. And he gives us faithfulness so that we can be faithful to him and we can be faithful to people. That is the bride price that he wants to give us. See, look, 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 this is going to start out really, really weird. Why does somebody seduce another person? Even the worst case scenario, a one night stand, is to get to be intimate with him. But in the best case scenario, when, when a, a, a husband seduces a wife in a good way, in a romantic way, he wants to be intimate with her. He wants to get to know her. He wants to go deeper in that relationship, right? Does a man seduce a woman in order to get into the bedroom and have Ten Commandments laying out on the bed? Does a man seduce a woman in order to have a 10-page paper and say, this is, this is all I need you to know about me? No, he wants a relationship. Same thing. This may come as a shocker. God does not woo us out of our sin in order to give us 10 commandments. God does not woo us out of our sin in order to give us a theological treatise about himself. 
He woos us out of our sins so that we can have a, have a relationship, a living, breathing, active, daily, moment-by-moment relationship with the creator of all the world. Do we learn theology in that? Absolutely. But it's only so good as it ends with life and relationship. Do we learn the Ten Commandments out of that? Absolutely. But we learn that that's how God gives us life and abundance and freedom. Have you experienced that relationship? As Ben walked into that counseling office, he thought that that counseling session was going to be just like everyone that he had before. His heart was going to be ripped out and stomped on. But as they started... Somehow, the topic of the money that he paid to get her free came up. And all of a sudden, like a light flooding through Sarah's soul, she got it. She saw it. She saw the love that he had for her, that he gave everything he had to win her back. And she fell into his arms and wept for the first time since he rescued her. Why? Because she realized the length that he went to restore their relationship. This morning, God wants a light to flood through your soul. Because you realize, maybe for the first time, the length that he went to restore the relationship with you. 2 Corinthians 5 also says that through Jesus' blood, God reconciled us to himself through his blood, through the cross. He restored the relationship, the broken, unrepairable, unrestorable relationship. He restored it completely through the cross. I invite you this morning to commit your life to him. I don't mean to go to Africa. I mean to simply say yes to his love. To simply say yes to him restoring the relationship. Simply tell God, remove this sin, remove this idol from my lips and let me experience your love. There are going to be people around to pray with you, not to condemn you, but to let you see this relationship again or for the first time. Will you step into a relationship with Jesus? Because he wanted it so bad, he died for it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your love. That in order to restore the relationship, you did what we could never do. And I pray that this love will flood our souls like a light as somebody will see this light for the first time today, that you reveal yourself to us in a brand new way through your love. We thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.